Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's finally here. It's Bonnaroo week, everybody. The most exciting week of the year, at least for me and for a lot of you out there listening. I know the same goes for you. And nine months ago seems like just nine days ago. I can remember it so vividly. I'm outside in the rain. I'm putting the last item into my car. I shut the trunk. And almost immediately I get that push alert that Bonnaroo is canceled. Not because of COVID, but because of rain. Really? Flooding on the side of Hurricane very serious stuff, and if you saw the the pictures and the videos from the people that were already there on site, you understand why this festival cannot go on, but here we are, and it still doesn't feel real. It still feels like somebody's going to come along and ruin it for us and pull the rug out from underneath us and tell us it's all just a joke, there's no Bonnaroo at all, but that's you know that's just a that's an irrational fear, right? We're going to be back on the farm pretty soon, and we're going to be having a lot of fun, and for those who have been before, it's going to look a little different. You're going to notice some differences between, you know, a festival in the age of COVID-19 and the festival, the Bonnaroo that we're all used to. Now, if you are a first timer, you've never been before, don't worry. There's going to be a lot of stuff in this podcast for you as well to get you ready and to prepare. As they say in the Bonnarooian code, prepare thyself for the trek to Manchester, Tennessee. But before we get started, I need to remind everyone that the scruffy stuff is brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. For those of us who have never met, I am Ryan Willis, urban life writer at Knox News and host of the Scruffy Stuff podcast, and Bonnaroo is not just the only first we're going to be talking about today, you know, the first festival back since 2019. There's another first, the first time that I got COVID. I'm recovering now, but it's still, it's, I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling it a little bit, and I'm resting up. I'm recording this, you know, a week in advance, and I'm about to be out of my window, and uh, because of that, this also means that this is the first time I've ever recorded the podcast by myself. So um, I apologize in advance that you're going to have to just listen to me this entire time. But I decided if we're going to do it that way, we're going to have a little bit of fun. So before we get into some of the new stuff that's going to be going on on the farm this year, stuff that you need to plan for, I decided we'll do a little Bonnaroo trivia. How about that? Get things started off with some with some fun, quick facts and I'm going to start off with uh, the origin of Bonnaroo. We say it all the time, Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo. Everybody says it a little bit differently, but I'm wondering if you know, what was Bonnaroo named after? Was it A, a combination of the founders' names, B, an album, 
Or C, a play on a similarly named festival in Europe. Similarly. That's a hard word to say. A, B, or C. If you answered A, a combination of the founders' names, you are wrong. The answer is B, an album. The album is Destitively Bonnaroo. I hope I'm saying that right, too. A lot of hard words to pronounce today. Uh, by Dr. John, a New Orleans staple. And um, for those who don't know, my first year at Bonnaroo was in 2011, and they have the arch every year except for 2019. They did the Squarch, and uh, the 2011 one was decorated like that album cover. Um, and so I've heard, you know, I'm not, no confirmation on this. I should ask one of the um, Louisianians I, the words today, man. I don't even know what's going on. I should ask one of them that I know in our office, uh, Brianna, who's also going to be going down to uh, Bonnaroo to shoot photos of the festival for Knox News. If this is true, but I've heard that Bonnaroo is like a Cajun Creole slang term for a really good time, which is what Bonnaroo is. So an appropriate name. And let's start off our differences uh, and we'll get back to more trivia questions here in a little bit. But let's start off our differences in 2022 compared to previous years with just that, the arch versus the squarch. 2019 was rough, man. I, I really had a good time at the festival, but the squarch kind of disappointed kind of brought my spirits down a little bit the arch is probably is the signature icon of Bonnaroo every year you walk under it you give high fives which we'll see if high fives are still a thing here in 2022 with COVID you know trying to keep your distance trying to you know stay away from the germs um but then they replace it with this squarch it's like a squared arch that just had videos playing and kind of paid homage to previous uh, Bonnaroo arches with their displays. In fact, they one of my favorites was the 2011 display of the arch that they put on the screens. I don't want to ruin it for you. If you followed along on the Reddit page, they gave you a little glimpse of what the arch was going to look like in 2021. And let me tell you, it's bigger. It's bolder. it's uh, It's got screens on it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so... I'm really excited to come back to Bonnaroo in 2022 to be welcomed by that massive, beautiful arch. And the people that were there talked about how beautiful it was that were on site ahead of time. And I can't wait to see it uh, for myself. So trying to start here on a positive note. Now, on to the negative note. One of the biggest concerns I've heard from people in 2022 is a concern that this year's festival is just not selling the way that previous Bonnaroo's have. And I don't have the inside scoop on the numbers. There have been some people on Reddit who have said that um, they're vendors and that the Bonnaroo organizers gave them a hint at how many people were going to be there just so they could prepare for sales. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. What I do know is there's been a map that's been posted onto the Bonnaroo Reddit page that shows us what the entire festival layout is supposed to look like, not just Cineru, but the campgrounds as well. And if you look at that map, the campgrounds in, outside of Cineru are substantially smaller. There's substantially less pods and substantially less campsites than we've seen in previous years. Now, what does that translate to? I, I think it's fair to assume that if this is in fact the map, that that translates into substantially less tickets being sold. Now, I don't know if that's related to the lineup. If you head on over to knoxnews.com, you can check out a story that I wrote why the Bonnaroo lineup is way better than it appeared at first glance Given, you know, you compare an apples to oranges if you look back to that 2020 lineup that everybody said was the perhaps best lineup in Bonnaroo history. But the 22 lineup is, is, is not that bad. There's a lot of old school Bonnaroo stuff in there. You got a lot of jam bands. You got some good legacy acts in Robert Plant and in Herbie Hancock and in Stevie Nicks. You got a, a decent, very decent house and electronic lineup. 
you got a super jam led by Jack Antonoff, which is what we're going to get to in a little bit here. That's another difference that you need to prepare for this year if you're a fan of the super jam. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's COVID. People worry to get back out. Um, people just don't have the money. You know, there's more important things these days to be um, spending your money on. Gas prices is something. So if it is, in fact, fewer tickets that have been sold, um, what does that mean? Uh, for anybody who likes getting close for a set, that's good news for you because I went in 2016, which was reported um, to be the the lowest selling year up until this point. And we'll see what the 2022 numbers are. And I remember, uh, I think it was around 60,000 people that they had that year. And I remember it very vividly. It was, it still felt busy. It still felt like a Bonnaroo. But in between acts, the stages just cleared out. I mean, all the way up until the evening where you could get up close for almost anything that you wanted to get up close for. And in that way, um, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You know, my favorite thing about Bonnaroo is the community that's there. And the people just walking around and how it feels like a mini miniature city in the middle of a farm in Manchester, Tennessee. As long as it still feels like that to me, I think the numbers are going to be fine. I don't think it's going to dampen the experience at all. Uh, the one thing I do worry about with low ticket sales is what that means for the future of Bonnaroo. But we'll find out um, exactly you know what it looks like when we get there on uh, the farm on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday whenever you decide to get there. Another change this year that we're going to talk about in a second. I will say that the people that are going to Bonnaroo this year in 2022, despite what people have claimed is a bad lineup, I'm going to go ahead and group them into two groups of people that I expect to see on the farm. One, people that love the lineup. Uh, maybe, you know, everybody, every one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's bad lineup is another man's good lineup. And for me, you know, I've talked about it. I, I enjoy this year's lineup, but, um, you know, people that really enjoy the lineup are going to be on the farm and that's exciting because you're going to have some really passionate music fans there. And then I think the other main group of people that are going to be there are the people that go to Bonnaroo every year, no matter what, because they love Bonnaroo. And that's me. I, I fall in that group. Um, also fall in the group that, you know, doesn't really think the lineup's that bad. And so I think it's going to make for a good experience. I think people are there really want to be there and that's going to make it a lot of fun here in 2022. Um, now before we get on to the next stuff, I say we do another trivia question to break this up because honestly, I'm having a little bit of trouble talking. So next trivia question, 2008, what comedian opened up for Metallica? There's a comedian that opened up for Metallica in 2008. Was it a Steve Martin? B Chris Rock or C David Cross if you answered Chris Rock you got it absolutely right although if you answer Steve Martin not far off he has played the festival before so I could see why you would think that same thing with Ed Helms I should have thrown Ed Helms in there but no the answer is Chris Rock uh, there's some videos there's a documentary a little mini documentary on Bonnaroo on YouTube that shows a little clip of that it's really cool to see so check that out a fun fact one of my favorite fun facts about Bonnaroo we'll go ahead and throw another trivia question in here for you and that is what is the name of the Bonnaroo mascot now if you got your ticket package uh, in the mail uh, spoiler alert right now if you haven't um, although I'm not sure if you get your actual goodies in your bag if you pick them up or in your package if you pick them up at uh what's it called what's the word I'm looking for will call you saw that there was a die there was a board game there was a sticker a bandana one year man we got the coolest the the coolest package you could get a lunchbox a magic eight ball a deck of cards and a little miniature figurine that was the Bonnaroo mascot 
I think that was all the same year. Either way, that mascot has a name. Is it A, Ruby, B, Rufus, or C, just simply Rue? The answer is Rufus. If you guess Rufus, pat yourself on the back. Good job. Um, there's a couple things that I hinted at. We're going to move along now. <laughs> just trying to break things up, man. This COVID, this COVID fog, man. I'm just trying to keep things going. I got my notes here in front of me. We were just talking about um, <clears throat> the Super Jam a minute ago. Jack Antonoff leading the Super Jam. I'm getting a little nervous because one thing I did want to talk about too is one thing to expect different this year is for artists perhaps to drop out. You know, I tell everybody every year to pick some artists that are must-sees and then just kind of go with the flow. There's a chance this year that your must-see might not even make an appearance. It's the, it's the sad reality, but I've been seeing a lot of people, a lot of artists that have had to drop tour dates. We saw it here in Knoxville. Blues Traveler is supposed to come headline the inaugural Southern Skies Festival here at World's Fair Park and had to back out because of COVID. Um, I believe Bleachers just recently had to do the same thing. Jack Antonoff, lead singer of Bleachers. Jack Antonoff also getting married um, so Jack Antonoff's a busy guy and he's supposed to be leading the super jam this year. So for one thing, expect perhaps artists to drop off, but also the super jam is happening much earlier this year for the longest time. And, and this goes back to, like I said, if you're a newbie to Bonner, I got you. All right. You've never been to Bonner before. You're wondering what the super jam is. It's only the coolest thing for the whole festival weekend. In my opinion, um, it is an opportunity for, artists at the festival to get together and collaborate on stage doing some original songs, some cover songs, but um, really just to collaborate for a once in a moment experience. It will never be recreated. It's a jam. Um, I've seen uh, John Hamm and Zach Galifianakis open up a super jam by welcoming the band onto the stage and then saw Chance the Rapper cover Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Okay. I, this, I, I've held up Redman rapping in a crowd with uh, with uh, you know a, a backing band of horns. I've seen some really cool moments that you know you might not get to see. You won't get to see. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime, right? Um, that's the Super Jam, and this year the Super Jam is going to be led by none other than you heard it, Jack Antonoff. Now, um, the big change this year is typically the Super Jam has been a late night set, um, and this year. It is not. It is going to be at 6.30 on Saturday until 8 p.m. And the theme is 1984, which could mean anything. I mean, any song from 1984 is on the table, I imagine. And this year it's different. We normally know who's going to be involved in the Super Jam beyond the leader. Um, You know, a hint to at least the house band. We don't know that, um, at least at the time that I'm recording this. And we don't know much about um, the performance at all. What we do know is that it's way earlier. It's not a late night performance. And quite honestly, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I'm stoked about it. Because in past years, the Super Jam is one of those things that you're obligated to go to, in my opinion. You have to go to it, even if you're not you know, down with whoever's leading it. I'll admit it. The Grizz Super Jam in 2019, people praised that thing. I didn't like it. But I still had fun. It was still cool to see this moment happen and play out on stage. You have to go to it. And the thing is, is, if it's a late night, man, that's when they book a lot of really cool stuff. The late night performances are some of the most anticipated performances over the entire weekend. And I found myself sacrificing things that I really wanted to see just on the hope that the Super Jam was going to be good, which usually it is. But this year at 630 to 8, the only thing that it's really conflicting with, I mean, it's conflicting with a lot if you're at the other stage and you're just there all day to see EDM music. So. But, I mean, at that tent, Mount Joy's playing at the same time. Saw them at Shaking Ease. They were, they were fine. Um, 
and 21 Savage. As opposed to if it was a late night set going up against Flume and Mark Ribelay and 100 Gex and Pigeons playing ping pong and Porter Robinson. I'll take it at 630. So I'm excited about that. Another big difference this year, um, one that people should be excited about, the jam track. Have you heard of this? I, I, I feel like when I started going to Bonnaroo early on, I remember there being a lot more golf carts where you could like pay somebody and tips to like just take you from your campsite to um, to Sinaru. Uh, I haven't seen as many of those in recent years. I'm not even sure I've seen any of them, which is a problem because it can be a hike. Maybe not so much this year if the campgrounds are as small as they look on this map, but it can be hard to get around there. And um, the good thing is this year they have um, really designed the, uh, the not Cineru, the, the full festival map in a grid system. It makes it very easy to know exactly where you are so you don't get lost on your trek home. will also make it very easy for you to um, hop on the jam track and know exactly where you need to be dropped off. The jam track essentially is going to be a transit service that is going to be going around Bonnaroo with specific stops and... Um, it's going to be powered by Legion. I'm, I'm looking here. I'm just reading off their website. Uh, it's like a bus or a subway system. Uh, you can hop on and off at designated locations, and it has a route. Um, and it uh, looks like it's going to stop at Plaza 2, Plaza 9, Plaza 6. Um, again, for the newbies, I feel like I just need to throw in. Plaza is kind of the uh, anchor for sections of the campground. Um, plazas uh, this year... Um, you know, you'll have the, the house of yes. It, it's just, there'll be barns, there'll be installations, there'll be the grove where you can just go out and lay in hammocks. It's just sort of the anchor, sort of the gathering spot for your entire campground, not just you and your friends, but you know, everybody that's living around you each pod or plaza, sorry, that used to be called pods has, you know, your basic amenities that you need like bathrooms and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so the 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 uh, jam track will take you around where you need to go. So be on the lookout for that. We'll see how that works. Um, while we're on the topic of plazas and pods, let's just say that the plaza lineup is getting better and better each year. Um, when I first started going to Bonnaroo, there was nothing to do in the campgrounds except camp and sweat. And the first year I went, I didn't even bring a pop-up tent, so I was just sitting out in the sun until something was happening in Cineru. Now, you could probably do the whole festival and never even go into Cineru. I mean, depending on what kind of stuff you're into. You can go watch shows, take classes, um, explore art, relax, eat, drink, hang out, dance, party, all without ever going into Cineru. Now, would I suggest that? No. But definitely explore when you get there, especially on the first night. I think that's the way that I – I mean, personally, that's the way I like to do it, which brings me to – my next topic, which is um, the daily entry. Now, 2019, I sat on the side of the interstate for like six hours. I used the bathroom in a cup. Not my proudest moment, but it's what we had to do. So a few pro tips I'm just going to throw in here. Before you get close to Bonnaroo, fill up on gas. Fill up on gas completely. You might be sitting in line for a while. You might need to hop in your car, get some AC, charger, charge something. Fill up on gas and get your ice right before you get to Bonnaroo because you're going to want that stuff to last as long as possible. Now, if you're in line for a while, um, you know, just be patient. You're going to see people around you, maybe walking around, having a good time, honking their horns. You know, have fun while you're in line. Make the most of it. But hopefully, we will not have to wait in line as long as we have in the past because they have now opened up Bonnaroo on Tuesday. And not only that, but everybody has an assigned day. Or not an assigned day. I guess you pick the day. I picked Wednesday. 
And I saw a Reddit poll that somebody put. I mean, it's not scientific by any means, but most people are the largest selection when they asked Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or other for what day you're coming in was Wednesday. So Wednesday, it's going to be popping. But with these daily entries and with um, and opening up a day earlier and with perhaps less tickets sold this year, I'm hoping and praying and would almost bet that we're not ha- we're not going to have to wait in line as long as we have had to wait in line in the past. That was a mouthful. I'm not a good podcaster. <laughs> that made no sense. We're not going to have to wait as long, hopefully. That's what I'm saying. So we'll see how that goes. Um, a few more things that I do want to get to um, before I just shout out some of my picks, if y'all care about that. Um, but before we do that, let's keep the trivia going. Actually, let's mix it up. Let's do two truths and a lie. I like that. Hopefully you do, because that's what we're playing. Two truths and a lie. You ready? Bonnaroo started in 2002. The co-founder of Bonnaroo is from and still lives in Knoxville. And Bonnaroo started as a single day event. Two truths and a lie. Which one is the lie? The lie is Bonnaroo started as a single day event. It's always been a weekend long event. It's always been a camping event. Um, Bonnaroo did start in 2002 and co-founder Ashley Caps is from and still lives in Knoxville and uh, head on over to knoxnews.com and read about his big years festival that he's been throwing here in Knoxville and how much that has grown over the past few years. I got a chance to talk with him the other day and it's incredible um, the work that he's doing with big years since um, stepping away from Bonnaroo and since selling his company to Live Nation. Now I'll throw one more two truths and a line. We'll end here uh with the whole podcast with one final trivia question my other two truths and a lie is my mom took me to my first bonnaroo in high school bonnaroo was held on a different farm during the first two years or beastie boys performed their final their final performance as a full group at bonnaroo which one of those is the lie if you said beastie boys no that's true that was their final performance was it bonnaroo if you said my mom, no, she took me. Not only took me, but I was being such a brat that I didn't want to go with my mom because a lot of drama led up to that point when I had a Bonnaroo ticket and my mom said she was going to take me. That she bought my friend a ticket on Craigslist the night before and took us both there and and toughed it out and stayed there the whole weekend and we had a blast. So shout out to my mom. You're a saint, uh, except you don't listen to my podcast anymore, man. What's up with that? Um, but if you do hear this, if you happen to be listening, love you. And... Um, Changed my life, honestly. Huge Bonnaroo guy now, all because of you. And if you are a huge Bonnaroo fan as well, then, um, yeah, then you probably are going to notice a couple more differences here that I'm going to talk about. One, um, Refill Revolution, if you had that in the past, uh, in 20, um, 20, sorry, sorry, 20, yeah, 2021, part of our uh, package with our tickets was we got that Refill Revolution Cup. Um, this year, they're going to be serving, from what I understand, all beverages in a reusable cup. And you can return those reusable cups to a station. And it looks like you can scan your wristband, like with the QR, the, the RFID chip on like the bins that you return them to, to enter for a chance to win prizes. So that's exciting. And a surprisingly divisive topic in the Bonnaroo world, or in the festival world, is liquid death water. Oh, Bonnaroo just made a post as I'm recording this. What does this say? Oh, look. So the map that I saw 
I guess was leaked. They they just now officially put it out, and it is the map. It does look substantially smaller. It's the same one I saw before. So there you go. I got alerts for when Bonnaroo um, when Bonnaroo um, makes posts, and you can actually see their little mini map down there. The the key that they have in the bottom corner shows you the rest of the map, like how big it normally is. Yeah, it looks like they use the, the the same old map for this map. You can tell how much smaller this year's map is. So um, there's that. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, liquid death water apparently is divisive. People don't like that liquid death has been popping up at festivals. It's canned water if you haven't seen it. Um, to death with plastic, I think, something like that is their, um, their slogan. And people are like, uh, one, don't want to pay for water that tastes bad. I don't think it tastes bad. Uh, and two, you have to drink the whole thing. You can't like take a sip and put it in your backpack. I am going to speak in favor of liquid death water, which you will be able to purchase on the farm this year. I saw it at shaking knees and I bought it a lot at shaking knees in Atlanta because I liked it for me. Sometimes I like to drink beer while I'm at a festival. Sometimes I forget to drink water. You're out there. You're having a good time. If you get that water and you have it in your hand, one, in your head, it's like you're drinking a beer because it looks like it's a beer. And so, you know, you can, if you got the routine like I do, take a sip, watch some music, you know, you, you get used to it. Two, um, you stay hydrated because you have to drink it. Like that person said, I think that's a plus. Down that water. You need it. It's going to be hot out there. Looking at the 10-day forecast right now, um, we're starting to get into Bonnaroo days. And let me tell you, it looks like it's going to be hot out there. Another pro tip that I'll just throw in is it's also going to be cold at night. So do not forget to bring warm clothes. You'll be surprised how cold it can get on the farm. Um, last thing that I just want to add, you know, they, they've really been pushing you to pack light this year. Um, you know, leave no trace has been their motto. If there's one thing that they really will crack down on whenever you're going in, pulling into the Bonnaroo grounds and they check your vehicles is glass. Make sure you don't bring glass, but if you forget something, there are general stores. And apparently this year, according to the Bonnaroo website, the general stores are going to have way lower prices than they have had in the past, which has been a problem. You felt like you were getting price gouged for stuff that you couldn't buy elsewhere unless you left Cineru or left the grounds, I should say, which is an option. You can always leave and come back, um, but it's inconvenient. And so um, it sounds like this year there's going to be lower prices. Um, so that's exciting. In addition, I mean, I'm just looking um, at the map right now because now I actually have a full, uh, a full clear, non-pixelated version. Looks like the other, still a stage, uh, this tent and that tent, what and which, uh, the who stage is moved next to the which stage. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be hosting a lot of silent disco this year, which is always fun. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, also heard of a secret set that's going to be going on and signs are starting to point towards a act who has played Bonner before, who loves Bonner, who's from Nashville. Um, it's going to be going on at the craft beer exchange, which is something that as much as I love beer, have never done before. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Keep your eyes peeled for all kinds of secret sets. Um, you know, Bonnaroo is good about that. Keeping it exciting, you know, bringing some exciting programming to you when you least expect it. So keep your eyes open and just go with the flow and have a good time. I'm excited about it. I'm going to take a quick break. One, because I've been talking a lot and I'm having trouble talking. And two, because you're probably tired of hearing me talking a lot. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I'm going to talk about some of my, uh, my top picks, must-see things at Bonnaroo this year. And then uh, we'll end it with one more trivia question. So stick with us. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, 
Hey, I'm Silas Sloan, growth and development reporter at Knox News. You can keep up with my work at knoxnews.com, where I report on real estate, major employers, and cool business news. Also, come say hello in the Urban Knoxville Facebook group, where I share my work and where you can join in on the downtown discussion. There's a few things um, about this year's lineup, and one of them is that you know Thursday is always the weaker day, right? People are still filing into the festival. You don't want to put your must-see act on Thursday. I mean, the what stage and the which stage aren't even open on Thursday, so that tells you anything. This year's Thursday, at first glance, is a little bit weaker than it usually is. I'm going to be honest. But there are still some things to get excited about. Um, I'm going to say one of those is going to be Sons of Kemet which uh, when I was talking to Ashley Caps the other day on the phone, he was telling me that they are disbanding. So this will be one of the last chances you get to see them. I saw them at Big Ears here in Knoxville, and it was an absolute blast. A, as I called it in my Big Ears story, brass-shaking experience. <laughs> and uh, also Andy Frasco in the UN. Um, sounds like some mellow, sort of hippie, um, rootsy kind of music, but I've heard that their live stage show is really interactive and a lot of fun. Um, so check those two out on Thursday for Friday. One of my most anticipated acts, if not my most anticipated, is going to be the war on drugs just because I haven't seen them before. Um, and I, and I'm a big fan of their music. Um, also was suggesting Brista Maroney at three o'clock at that tent. Uh, Briston has actually been on this podcast before a Knoxville native who has really been blowing up recently and, um, puts on a great show. So excited about that. And then, like I said, the late night lineup is always packed. Um, after J. Cole gets off stage, uh, you're gonna be I'm gonna be bouncing around from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, who I saw tear it up at Shaking Knees, to Disclosure, to Goose, maybe some silent disco thrown in there too. Oh, and Denzel Curry. Oh, yeah, and I almost forgot Robert Plant is playing earlier in the day. I mean, how can people not like this lineup? And it continues on Saturday. Um Slow Tie, completely excited for. Uh, playing that tent at five. I'm going to follow that up with the super jam at six 30 at that, at this tent. It's like playing who's on first. Um, and then really excited, of course, uh, about Billy strings, who is just blowing up right now as well, as well as Mark Ribelay, loop daddy, who, um, has made a, uh, found himself a unique little, um, I don't know what you call it. And I think he would take that as a compliment. It's just, it's just weird, funny looping, madness so i'm excited about that and then on the last day ending out the weekend with stevie nicks is going to be fantastic she's a legend of course you got to go see stevie nicks um also a legend not opening up for her but playing another tent right before herbie hancock again how you could not like this lineup is beyond me now to end things with a trivia question because i promise we're going to have a little bit of fun on this show in 2013 Mumford & Sons had to cancel their performance due to the bassist having brain surgery. Who did Bonnaroo get to replace this headliner at the last moment? Was it A, Tom Petty, B, Jack Johnson, or C, John Mayer? If you said C, John Mayer, you are wrong, but he has played Bonnaroo before as a member of Dead & Company. If you said B, Jack Johnson, that is the correct answer. And, uh, you know, let me know how you did. Did you get all these questions right? Even the two truths and a lie. Leave a comment. Um, leave a review. Five star review if you could here on the scruffy stuff. By the way, hopefully nobody has to cancel this year. I hope I don't get anybody worried. I think everybody leading up to the festival gets a little bit of jitters, a little bit of 
worriedness. I mean, come on, we're going to be living outside for five days. Uh, you got to make sure you have everything. You're worried about getting there, worried about waiting in line. Don't worry, everybody. It's going to be a blast. Like I said, though, if you are a fan of this podcast, this episode, or any of the podcasts, you come here and listen every week, leave a review, five stars. Um, And if you want to give some feedback to me on this episode, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Knox Scruff. Join the Urban Knoxville Facebook group to become part of the downtown discussion. We usually post the podcast episodes in there. It's also a place where you can just ask questions, post what you have going on, get the downtown discussion going really you're in charge of that we're just there to moderate just make sure you answer those questions uh and follow the group rules before you ask to join and we'll get you into that private group and of course if you do not like or subscribe the podcast go ahead and do that and remember that the scruffy stuff is brought to you by knoxnews.com where you can find all of our bonnaroo photos after the festival is over and during the festival as it's going on all of our music coverage, all of our downtown coverage that I write about, politics, government, East Tennessee uh, attractions, University of Tennessee, anything under the sun sphere, as we used to say here on the show, is available at knoxnews.com. So be sure you visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe if you are not already a subscriber and support local journalism. See what offers we have going on and sign up today. That does it for this week's episode. I have talked a lot and you have listened a lot. So congrats to you. Thank you for joining us, and hopefully I will see you on the farm. Stay true, Rue. Don't be that guy. Prepare thyself. Follow the Bonneruvian code, and we're all going to have a really good time. See you again next week.